And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushere. Jim Wolf writes, University of California Davis Student Government Group says murdered officer Corona's photo is racist. I implore you to speak of this on the podcast. Time to push back. Mayor, a couple of shows ago, while kicking off the new year, you were second-guessing yourself as to whether or not to keep pursuing these types of stories. These are my words, not yours. I'm paraphrasing. I believe we need to double down and continue to expose these issues and the people at the center of them. These frauds say these things uh, from the confines of UC Davis, a bastion of hyper-liberal thought. These so-called declarations serve no purpose other than to be divisive and perpetuate social combustion. There is not one single thing that is racist about a murdered police officer, nor her picture. Time to push back with some force. And this is the story he's referring to. Uh... A student group at the University of California, Davis, has called out the photo of a murdered police officer, Natalie Corona, for being racist. The Associated Students, University of California, Davis, Ethnic and Cultural Affairs Commission made an announcement uh, last Friday about Officer Corona's photo. First and foremost, we would like to send our deepest condolences to the police officer's family, the statement said, before explaining why the murdered officer's photo is racist. Uh, I'm reading this from a site called Blue Lives Matter, a uh, cop site, right? Very familiar with mm-hmm. that site, yeah. Uh, we would also like, this is the, the school saying this, we would also like to provide resources for students triggered by this event and the circulating images of a flag that has been popularized by the Blue Lives Matter crowd, their statement said. We see it necessary to call out all community members who continue to post and disseminate images of the Blue Lives Matter flag online. The commission's announcement went on to explain how the sight of law enforcement officers can be triggering to many black and brown people. In addition, there has been the circulation of an image of the police officer with the Blue Lives Matter flag the commission wrote before going into a false history of Blue Lives Matter. The flag they are referring to is an American thin blue line flag, which is often colloquially referred to as a Blue Lives Matter flag. Activists frequently use the Blue Lives Matter flag name in an attempt to discredit support for law enforcement by attempting to tie it to Blue Lives Matter, uh, while they also attempt to discredit with false claims of racism. Blue Lives Matter's only actual connection to the thin blue line flag is that the flag shows support for law enforcement, and Blue Lives Matter uses the flag to show support for law enforcement. The student group says the flag is blatantly anti-black and disrespectful. There's a picture of the... There's a picture of the of the murdered officer. Doesn't do listeners any good. She's just a a, a, a woman police officer holding right, a flag. Right, right. There it is, right there. Rookie's yeah. got it up, and that's being called racist. Well, did they ask any African American police officers about this? I'm sure they did. Or are they just making these assumptions? Uh, the student group. Okay, the commission also provided resources for students triggered by the sight of law enforcement. <laughs> 
<laughs> really? Following their announcement, the student group posted that they had received backlash and said all they stand by their statement is that this flag is racist. I guess it's why no, is it racist? You can't argue with no. you can't argue with stupid people. You can't win an argument no. with stupid people. There's and nothing you, racist about this flag. Nothing. And you can't tell them they're stupid. Yeah. And that lovely woman apparently is has was killed in the line of duty. Uh, yeah, but that's obviously, very, that's a sad story. But mm-hmm. this is this is outrageous uh, that they're calling that a racist. Well, the academy's oh, failed. Geez. The academy has failed because they're no longer in the business of educating; they're in the business of uh, arbitrarily assigning equity to all people. And uh, but and, and quite people, po- I don't know if they'd call them anti-cop, but they certainly are. Uh, they certainly are at, going after cops just because of the random shootings or they say the mistreatment of. The students uh, provided a link to an article by Dr. Michael Neiman, which claims the flag is racist. However, the article claims that the flag is racist for entirely different reasons than the commission of students and contradicts the beliefs of the student group. The only thing that Dr. Neiman's article and the student group's announcement appear to agree on is that the thin blue line flags have been carried by actual white supremacists and white nationalists. This claim is true. This is generally done as part of a broader effort by racists to claim support for conservative causes in order to align themselves with conservatives as part of their recruitment effort. I don't even know what they're talking about at Mm. at this point. But the flag in question is an American flag with a a distinctly blue line running through the middle of it. And apparently there's a police group that that has this flag as a, a symbol uh, Blue Lives Matter and uh, these uh, spoiled uh, students in the failed academy at UC Davis it's, uh, find it to be racist because it's triggering it's to uh, widely black and brown used, people. It's widely used, Joe, for all people that support law enforcement. Mm-hmm. I see it everywhere. I see it all over yes. Twitter. Mm-hmm. I see it stickers on the back of the cars. I, 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 it's 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 not racist. No, of course it's not. But uh, the 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 academy has failed. The academy is. Failed miserably. So is someone bringing that up and 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 making claims like that because they truly believe that, or they are are they just merely seeking attention? Because that's what I tr- tend to believe that they no. don't really truly believe that they they just want attention. The environment in the failed academy has devolved into a daily attempt to identify uh, and christen more and more victims. Well. Yeah. That's what the that's why the academy has failed. That's that's the business they're in. We're in the business. We get up in the morning. We're going to this uh, 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 ivy colored uh, campus, and what we're going to do is today we got to find some more victims. So here's a picture of a murdered police officer, lovely woman by the way, mm-hmm. isn't she? Yes, uh, holding uh, a, a, a Blue Lives Matter flag, and this this gave the uh, people in the failed academy another uh, excuse to uh, determine that this was racist, uh, and then they come up with these uh, nonsensical reasons why they believe that. Thin, line, thin Blue Line USA says the symbol's true origin was the thin red, red line in reference to a historic British Army battle formation. Right. And the blue line is meant to represent the men and women of law enforcement who hold the divide between order and chaos. Right. According to Thin Blind USA's official video about the flag, it's not political, according to the company. How many cops have we lost already this year alone? Too many. Is it, what are we in? The, it's the 15th already? I bet you we've lost 15 cops already. Well, you got a guy here with the keyboard. How yeah, many I'm How many police officers nationwide so far? died uh, dead in 2019? 
Yeah, I guarantee it's over. Sacramento yeah. Bee story. UC Davis student group criticized for calling photo of Officer Natalie Corona anti-black. There's nothing anti-black about it. Corona herself seems to be of a, of a of, of an ethnicity. Right. Yeah. Nobody dares a, a asks a, a black cop either. Uh, that's the opinion that I'd like to hear. I'm seeing seven. Seven so far this year. Well, Rook, you spelled pretty many, pretty much every word in that search <laughs> wrong. Healed how many? How many? <laughs> I'm yeah. under. Uh, I'm under distress here. You know, I got a lot on my mind. Oh, the, and Kenny, this was seven. seven officers killed 13 days into the new year that I'm seeing a story on. Jeez, you know they're actively being hunted. And today's what, what's the happening. 15th? Yeah, today's the 15th. Wow. Are you aware that Gillette is now running a commercial? Uh, ad, uh, advising uh, men to uh, uh, get rid of their so-called toxic masculinity. This is another Tox new. This, this comes from yeah. This comes from the failed academy. No, 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 no. Have you seen the so they, they I watched it. Basically, is they're, this? they're telling me to wuss it up. Yeah, <laughs> but don't you? They were having a laugh with this, don't you think? No, no. I think really. I think Gillette. Are they just saying, pull I think Gillette fell to the. Uh, pull it up. Yeah, pull it up. Pull it up on the video. Come on, on this can't be Gillette. G I L L E T T E. No, no, we're not spelling. Gillette. We believe ad. Gillette, we believe it. I, I'm going to push back. I'll never, I'll never buy their products again, ever. We, we demand you sit down when you urinate, yeah, Such. That's right. <laughs> like, I, however, like, no, just, just play it, Rook. Gillette, just. I, however, still am available for that endorsement. Now, can we play this? Be. Wait, now, can we play this in such a way that the listeners can hear it? Uh, I don't. Fox News? Is it uh, coming down the computer? See. Joe's computer. Uh, yeah, we should have. Uh, we should have sussed this out beforehand. No. I'm sorry for that. We love to do this online. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, play it. Just see what happens. Play it. The We Believe ad focusing on toxic masculinity. I don't know Where's why I'm the using button. this you voice. Hit, hit the button. We're see how waiting. Blue. See how everything is blue there? Yeah. Okay. This is. Yeah, I don't. Uh, we won't do this again, folks. So this is all new to us, <laughs> and I apologize. <laughs> Uh, we should have practiced this. I think we've done pretty well, though, so far in the new digs. Well, I, I'm not buying their BS. Uh, Here we go. It's got to be tongue-in-cheek. That's what I think, too. I think I'm with is. Kenny. I don't think it is. Nope. That's not we, working. No, we can't hear it. Yeah, we're going to have to figure that out, brah. Okay. Well, yeah. do they give us any advice on how we're supposed to uh, be less male? Well, it Let's says here, uh, the we, ad which debuted yesterday begins with a compilation of actions commonly associated with toxic masculinity. I'm already wearing my wife's panties. I mean, right. what else do you want yeah, from me? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty, <laughs> I think you're in touch, Kenny. Actions uh, including online bullying, men laughing at misogynistic television shows, or a boss mansplaining his female colleague's idea, among others. Then the ad shifts and suggests that Something changed not long ago, a reference to the Me Too movement, and shows clips of men defending others from bullying or stopping uh, friends from harassing hurtful behavior. We believe the best in men, a narrator, a narrator says, to say, to say the right thing, to act the right way. Some already are, but some is not enough because the boys watching today will be the men of tomorrow. So if you just get the Gillette uh, shaving cream and a razor, you'll... Uh, You'll soften yourself up a little. This all sounds like BS and marketing in order to, you know, uh, get a new. Uh, uh, I was told by Kenny to stand like a man with my feet yesterday. I had on some um, some ankle high boots. Oh, you were doing the Is this shoe. Is still this one? The shoe yeah. pose. Well, and, what's, uh, what's the deal? 
And Kenny told me, stand like a man, will you, please? He, he couldn't He couldn't take it. The one thing they did bring up, Such, is mansplaining, which I hate. And I'm, I, 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 I've, well, been, I've been guilty of it myself. What is I it exactly? I always try what to stop myself, to or I go back and go, wait a minute, I just mansplained to you. I apologize. Well, give me an example right. of it. Ask ask Kenny a question, a very simplistic question. No, it's it's usually a guy explaining something really basic and easy to a woman that she already knows. But the guy, like football, the the guy. Well, what happens is the quarterback steps okay. back. You know, it's what Reavers does for a living. See, basically. I knew he was going to work at a cheap shot against me. I know how to handle that. I'm very guilty of. I that. just don't talk to him. <laughs> Well, that's one way. No, I just don't talk to women. Well, it's Gillette. What is manscaping then? Well, that's a whole different thing. Is that a whole different thing? That's not explaining. You're not explaining that to anybody. That's the other thing Kenny showed you yesterday. Are we sure he's not? Did you read this article with your glasses on, Such? They're not talking manscaping, right? This is mansplaining. No, no, no. no. I got some mansplaining to do. Are you still manscaping, Jim? I'm so uninterested in it that I couldn't make myself read the small print all the way through to the end. Okay. Because uh, it, I'm not taking any life lessons from a shaving company. You know, they sell me shaving cream and a razor. Shut the hell up. You don't know anything about anything other than right, selling shaving the, cream. Stick to the face. And right, I'm not going to buy face. Gillette right. now. I think I own. I think I well, have some Gillette not, well, shaving cream. Well, let's not say cream. that yet. I, you know, Gillette's a fine product. And they are they are they a potential advertiser? Yes, they Probably. are. Yeah, Twitter <laughs> is rife with mansplaining. Yeah. If you were on Twitter, you would realize so many guys mansplain. And and to their defense, a lot of guys don't even realize. But it. here's why I'm. With so if Lori or Julia said, "Why did the Eagles lose at New Orleans Sunday?" What I would give them some tutorial about it. From what I, I just wouldn't answer. My mansplaining thing is the women don't ask for an answer, but they're given one anyway, anyway. because they're a woman, and obviously you don't get it. Well, and my, that's, my, that's my way it works. Tr- my way it works. I'm not talking to them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I still believe refusal. it's tongue in cheek because this started as a short film, yeah. the Gillette uh, ad. So I, I, I'm I'm in the camp that says that they're having a you laugh. Know what? It worked. What have we been talking about right. for the last ten minutes? Right. It worked. Exactly. Well it when worked. when Lori or Julia asked me anything, I just say I have no idea. I, I don't mean even what if you're you could write about. a book about that subject. Right. I, do. I have no idea what you're referring to, I'm sorry. And then I just keep walking. <laughs> and it's, you know, you know what? what? Keeps me above my keeps my head above water. You know so what? Their producer Donnie Love, yeah. he does a lot of mansplaining, and they call him on it every yeah. single time. Well, can you blame him with those two? <laughs> no, no, not at all. They need a lot of explaining. You should have seen the day that they no, they're came, doing very well. That they, they came down here and saw the new digs. Yeah, they got some ideas in their head. <laughs> well, I, what time can we come down here to do the show, Kenny? When are you going to fill in? When are you going to work with us? No, never, never. I got a great I'm, question. I'm no longer on. The I air. got a great question. <laughs> okay. You couldn't do a radio show from this. Steve you could record segments to be repurposed and played on radio. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I thought this was exclusive. In other words, I'm thinking up my ways to keep those two uh, ragamuffins out of here. Yeah. So, okay, look at on on Twitter. This is the latest trend. Gillette's new best man can be ad has a message about toxic masculinity. Now, let's see if they're getting fried on Twitter on Twitter or if they're uh, if people are saying this is a great campaign. Um, what what behavior am I being accused of? Uh, by by, by Gillette? No, by Gillette. Oh, what, what behavior? I don't. Uh, 
I don't regard myself as being a toxic uh, masculine. No, and that's again why I think because I we don't bully as, people as as men. Apparently, we have burdened the entire world with our ways, and there. I think I still am going to go back to they're they're having a laugh with us, and this is the overreaction is the crowd. That that's what this is right here that you're seeing. You're seeing the people that are. Well, this is an outrage. They should be ashamed of themselves. But there's some pushback from some guys. I guess I'm keeping my toxic beard. Uh, uh, Nobody complained about toxic masculinity when we were rushing into World Trade Center 1 and 2. So it's this is just general Twitter uh, garb that's responding. It's the fake outrage crowd. This is is the uh, the head of Twitter, Jackson. Jack Spratt. Well, this is this is Gillette trying to be uh, 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 reinforcing their membership in the club, reinforcing their membership in the uh, the sensitivity BS club. I think it's marketing in two thousand. Well, it worked, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's 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 Jack mar- Dorsey. Thank yeah, you. That guy. Marketing on the social level. You Remember know? to stay in the club. You had to apologize for liking a Chick Fil A <laughs> meal. Right. You know what? We're about to learn a lot about rookie. Get out of that screen really quick. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna conduct a quick social experiment. Go back to your homepage really quick. It's at Rookie GL. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right. Go back to your profile. At Rookie GL. Yep. Okay, you take a long time to do this. Now, following. I want to see who the Rook is following because I guarantee half of those accounts are food-based. Now, who are you following, Rook? <laughs> no, that's my Instagram. Oh. My Instagram is, uh, that's what you oh, want so, to so Twitter is strictly news and relation. Twitter's business. That's the fake Kenny Olson. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, fair. there's a whole. This was a this was a sad one from yesterday, and that was when I left the studio. Joe, can I go? Uh, we're here. gonna take a break now and come back yeah. with uh, uh, with. Uh, I can explain everything. <laughs> you cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. What? Carol Channing passed away. Did you hear about the Lindbergh kidnapping? Oops. Guess how old she was. 97. Wow. Wow. That's mm-hmm. a that's a good run. She was really a dish in her day. Yeah, she I was. suppose that's uh, toxic masculinity speaking. Isn't it? Yeah. And now she, you just mansplained it She to was us. a very attractive uh, young Carol Channing. Well, very attractive 97-year-old Carol she Channing. Was. yeah. I heard something on a rival station today. Like, there is no more such thing as a rival no, station, we're all in the same water yeah. now, yeah. Uh, I think she and Sid were friends. No kidding. I think Dave Lee was playing a tape of Sid and Carol talking to each other on the phone. And I didn't think it was faked. It was real. Was it? uh... No, he was going to give her a ride to the airport or something. You want to see it? No, no. It wasn't that. It wasn't that. (laughs) Was that Sid or Carol? that For all the studies that tell us how important it is to limit screen time. Does it sometimes feel that no matter where we are or what we do, there's a screen in front of us one way or the other? Perhaps it's no surprise that uh, Americans spend nearly half of their waking hours looking at screens. And then you wonder why Twitter is what it is. More specifically, the survey of 2,000 adults found that 42% of the time Americans are awake, their eyes are fixated on a television, smartphone, computer, tablet, or other device. Supposing the average American slept eight hours a night... Uh, not even close to the case for most adults. The researchers calculate that people spend six hours and 43 minutes a day staring at a screen over a typical lifespan that's 7,956 days. 
Wow. Staring at screens. That's alarming. And the problem is only getting worse. Of those surveyed, 79% said their screen time has increased over the past five years, with four in 10 admitting it's grown a lot. Three in four participants believe they simply spend too much time in front of screens. In fact, 53% take breaks from the computer by checking their phone. Another 27% admits to watching TV and looking at their phone at the same time. We, is it because you get a little hit of dopamine every time you click on your phone? I guess yes, so. I think so. Yes. Mm-hmm. What about adult entertainment? We live in a digitally connected world, and these survey results show how digital devices have completely transformed our lives no matter our age, said Dr. Michael Andrews, an optometrist with contact lens manufacturer Cooper Vision, the company that commissioned the survey. The digital eye fatigue is faced by millions of Americans every day because of this nonstop screen time. That's pathetic. Age plays a substantial role in the amount of time people spend on digital devices, with millennials being more screen-oriented than other generations. 92% of the 18 to 35-year-old age group checks their phone immediately after waking up, compared to just 51% of those over 55. About three in five millennials... Who are still looking for their phone. Right. About three in five millennials also admit feeling anxious and irritated if they can't check their phone, while only one in five baby boomers feel the same way. Uh, Such, what do you do if you get here, or almost here, you can see the building, you realize the phone is at home in the garage. Do you turn around or nope. you keep going? I don't care. The wife is the same way. She'll go care. a whole day without the phone. What is your phone routine? Does it ever get turned off? Oh, all the time. I, I, I mean, I, off, off, blank screen? Yeah, yeah. Really? Every night I turn it completely off. I shut it down. Before you go to bed? Yeah, and I don't take it in the bedroom. I leave it somewhere else. So there's no chance of you ever waking up in the middle of the night and just nope. checking the phone? No. I won't do it either because I, I have a difficult time going back to sleep if I look at the screen. And I don't take it out. I don't take it to restaurants. Uh, I don't really? want it with me. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, I leave it at home on purpose. I have had the building in sight here, realized I don't have the phone, turned around. No. Gone right back. Yeah, but isn't that that different for you because you were needing that for your traffic? That's maybe what I said. (laughs) Right. Yeah, right. That's what he's telling everybody. You know, I'm I'm a born liar. You know, I lie for a living. Yeah, that's true. And the the conversation that we had yesterday with John about uh, the Beatles, that came about because I woke up from a nightmare at 2 in the morning, and inexplicably, the first thing I did was check my phone, went on Twitter, saw a tweet from John, and got into it. Started tweeting back and listening that, to the Beatles. That's the last thing in the world I would ever do. You know who would be an interesting test subject in this regard? Roycey. Oh, I will uh, see he's more he's, addicted than anybody. He's like a twenty-year-old. Yeah. He he will tweet at all hours of the day. Yes. He's worse than the president. Yes. He would drive back from Florida if he realized that he forgot his right. phone. Yes, he would. I'm in Tennessee. I better turn around here. Meanwhile, as a whole, seventy-three percent say that all the screen time the screen time they log makes them feel lethargic, and sixty-four percent feel happier after getting a significant break from a screen. The you survey was conducted by market research firm One Poll. Can we take calls here yet, Chris? Are we hooked Not up to yet. the phone system? We, I wish we could because we'd call either the CP or one of the kids you used to have, and I would like to hear their version of trying to communicate with Dad. 
How long does it take dad to respond to a text? Does dad suddenly well, I, I would respond Does instantly. dad suddenly disappear in the middle of a text conversation? No. 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 Uh, does it does he uh, ask a question, you give an answer and then he doesn't respond for 3 days? Uh, well, I got a kid, a grandkid. I'll say, "Hey, I saw a Ferrari today." I'll text him. Yeah. 3 weeks later. What color? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> I don't know whether to be happy about that or concerned. Teenager? Yeah. That's unusual. Yeah. Maybe he's he's probably given you the old eye roll. But in a recent uh, trip where he was in attendance, I noted he was on that thing quite a bit. Oh. Checking his messages and his huh. whatever. I'm sure he's got... Some things that you know, there, I'm not supposed to know about. There right. is a form of snubbing where you just you see the the tweet or the uh, the question, the text right away, yeah. and you just choose not to respond just to drive them crazy. Well, that that can happen. Wasn't that I've the case? That. Wasn't that the case when you sent the photo to him when you saw him on the pontoon? Yes, yes, <laughs> I, I actually did that to you. <laughs> uh, a friend of mine saw you and your family. It was the night. We, we all got uh, released. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, it was the night of the last show. Yeah, whatever. Because then we talked about it yes, on the first your, podcast. Your whole family was I got was together on with this, all my siblings. Was, yeah, okay, on the pontoon. Uh, the friend sent the photo over to me. I sent it to Such, uh, expressing my dismay for a captain of the sea, someone I had previously respected mm-hmm. for his uh, nautical knowledge, would be seen on a pontoon. Yeah. And then you started in right away with the questions, one after another. Well, There's I wanted to know how this came 30 to be. questions in the span of 30 minutes, how and I never answered me. I ignored all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and that was on Green. purpose. That was on purpose just to drive you insane. You must it, it answer did. this at once. But what were the odds that you knew somebody that would have seen me on a pontoon boat? Yeah, I, I don't Do know. Do I know that person? I don't think so. Uh-huh. I don't know. Were they in a fishing boat? I think they were also on a pontoon. Yeah. I don't know. It was a pontoon party. Well, to, to explain it further, I suddenly got a text that was a photograph of all of us yeah. on this boat. Yeah. And I looked around. Except I initially thought, well, somebody on this craft took this picture. <laughs> but no, that couldn't have been because it was taken from 50 yards away. And I was thinking, what the hell? Were you getting spied on? How did this happen? <laughs> oh, that's it's funny. great practice if you go out to dinner, leave your phone at home. Yeah, I. you know what? I've actually been doing that more and more in the last couple of weeks. When I run out of battery, I just leave it alone. Or I, I mean, think how many years I lived off. without one of these things. Right, right. But the only people that are trying to get a hold of us are immediate family members. And if you're out to dinner, you're out to dinner. Or I'm it's you trying to get a hold of me. I'm always out to dinner with her. But she's got her phone. Right. But we lived, like Joe said, we lived without these things since the beginning of time. It was a great time, wasn't it? It was a great time. You can't even find a pay telephone anymore. No, they don't exist. They're gone. They don't exist. The last one I knew was at my gas station. It disappeared about a year or two ago. I don't know the one. I know the one you're talking about. That was that was the last one I was aware Early of. Early '90s, I'm at this uh, festival in Austin, Texas, called South by Southwest. Before cell phones, really, that's what it's called. F- Never heard of it. all of this. My grand, <laughs> my grandpa passes away. My sister tries to get a hold of me. She does that by calling bars around town. Oh my god! Talking to management, she finally found somebody here that worked at. A, it was I think Maggie at uh, Uptown, and she started. Maggie started calling friends in Austin. And after two days, they found me. But it took two days to find me. 
It's about as fast as uh, Joe's uh, grandchild that he used to have. But that that was common and normal. There was nothing unusual about that. You know, that's how we live. Right, right. And it wasn't immediate. And now it's instantaneous, and we can't live without it. And that's the trend. I I think I think it, that's generational. I if 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 they ended tomorrow, I'd be okay. I think twenty year olds would be climbing walls. None of your kids have never said to you, "Why don't you answer your phone?" No, nope. really, no. In fact, I would say more the opposite is true. I, I have trouble reaching the youngest kid I used to have. She won't answer her phone. Do you think she's doing that? Just the probably, same thing I was probably, doing to probably. you. Probably. Just let's I, let well, let's let oh, him. Oh, just him. Yeah, let let him hang. <laughs> I think you're right, though. I think all of us here at this table could do without their cell phones, and the 20 year old, the 23 year old, they would not know what to do. No, they would not. They haven't read newspapers. They don't read uh, books. Uh, I mean, they, they their phone is their life. Yeah. And that's it. Instagram, gonna, Snapchat. When we come back, I'm going to bring us full circle back to the beginning of the show. I miss John. And now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Suchere. Why don't we have Height do live guitar riffs for us as bumps? He's got an amp about the size of a loaf of bread. You mean come in here and, like, at the fair? Yeah. You know, not a band, just heist on the guitar. He says he's doing other things right now and keeping busy. Can't we just make him call us and do the news over the phone? I don't think he's doing anything. I miss my FYI guy. At the beginning of the show, we arrived at the horrible conclusion that what we saw in the Jamie Kloss case was just pure evil. None of us can really come up with anything else. Uh, and that's in a certain way that was disappointing because extenuating circumstances would have helped us make sense of something we can't make sense of. Right. And this cannot be made sense of. It's it's beyond the pale, except when you confront it as an example of just pure evil is out there, and it can strike at any time, anywhere, any hour, anywhere in the world. So nothing needs to be explained. That evil, evil is the explanation. That's mine. I mean, that's mine. I don't know what other people would want for an explanation. I guess my only deal is how do we counterattack this? How are we ready for evil? How do we prepare ourselves? Or do we just go through life hoping for the best? Uh, yeah, that's it. A planned uh, sculpture of Satan in the Spanish city of Segovia has been criticized for being too jolly. The bronze statue was created as a tribute to a local legend which says that the devil was tricked into building the city's famous aqueduct. But residents say the devil, who is smiling and taking a selfie with a smartphone in the sculpture, looks too friendly. A judge has now ordered the artwork to be put on hold while he looks into whether it is offensive to Christians. Well, if that's found to be the case, they won't care. More than 5,400 people, just over 10% of the city's population, have signed a petition calling for the sculpture to be canceled. The petition says that because the devil is shown in a jovial way with a phone in his hand, it exalts evil and is therefore offensive to Catholics or Christians. Here's the. There right, he they're is. making Satan more accessible. Well, he he just, looks like a portly. He um, looks like friendly. He looks like yeah, a friendly guy. I'm not afraid of that yeah, guy. He looks like He's a, got some bad horns. Looks like but, a babysitter. I and then here he is. Here's the sculpture. <laughs> the, the devil's got a cell phone. That's very symptomatic. How's his body looking? Let's very just symbolic. See what I can't see it that well from here, but it looks like he's waving. Yes, but what they're saying is by by him being friendly, they're making him more accessible, and that in like itself is evil. 
Uh, they're making a more kinder, gentler right. devil. Right. The devil's supposed to be a bad guy. I, I would start with this. Whose idea was it that this would be a good idea? Yeah, there we go. That's, How about we don't have a sculpture of the there devil? There you go. That's not a bad idea. You mean Suchi step one. Yeah. When you're trying to get the commission and you're shopping it a little bit and saying, let's, uh, does, how about a devil? Does he have a pitchfork there and the, uh, the, the whole tail deal? With no, the, he's got a cell phone. Yeah. Cell phone. Yeah. There's something terribly symbolic about true. that, isn't yeah, it? That's true. That's very true. He's got a cell phone, but he's too damn friendly looking. Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, I, I'd settle this real easily. I'd say, uh, uh, melt that down for the bronze, and let's move on here. We don't need a sculpture of the devil. Is Alexa maybe the devil? I'm referring now to the conversation we had with our boss before we did all this. He dropped in and said hi, and evidently Alexa knows what him and his family have been talking about. Whoa! When they're not using their personal devices. Come on. Well, I'll give you the two examples he gave us. He went to pick up his daughter at a local Minneapolis high school or a western suburbs high school on Sunday. He never routinely does that. Never. Okay. But he was apparently talking to his wife. I'll go get her. Right. Gets in the car. His phone instantly gave him the time and distance to the high school he was driving to. Another instance. They're talking about the fact that their dog barks too much. They're talking to each other face to face. We got to do something about this dog. He's driving me crazy. What happens? They uh, they discuss getting uh, uh, some sort of uh, noise inhibiting collar for the dog. Shock collar. Shock okay. collar. Dog yep. collar. Uh, and then the next time either of them went on their internet or their tablet, they were bombarded with a, a dog collar uh, advertisement. That is evil. It's that, really weird. That it? is straight well, up. We've evil. seen that too, where you, you yeah, if you, uh, uh, we got a flea and tick thing for the dog. And then on Instagram, without ever having gone on Instagram or Facebook, you get flea and tick collars. But you ordered it online. Right? You uh, no, go. no, we, we bought it in the store. We bought that one in the store. That's straight up evil. But I'm, un- I'm unplugging that when I get home. I'm unplugging that. I'm worried about I'm my like, location services being on. You have 14 times left. Oh, my God. Can you imagine that? No, that would be really rough. What? Uh, I have an update. If in it the, knew uh, what you were doing at your most private moment. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm unplugging it when I get you home. You don't do those sort of No, I don't. Yes, Chris. Uh, this is an update from Carol Evans. Lou, Lou is it LaGrusi? I don't know. LaGrusi reporting on the uh, Barron, Wisconsin case. The man who confessed to police that he kidnapped 13-year-old Jamie Claus and murdered her parents was apparently so confident that she would never try to escape that he applied for a job more than 40 miles from his home the day she left. Really? And she had no way of knowing that he was absent on a 40-mile journey. Jake Peterson applied for a job at uh, Saratoga Liquors. In Superior, the day before Jamie's brave, the day before, excuse me, Jamie's brave escape and his arrest on murder and kidnapping charges in his application, he wrote, uh, "I am an honest and hardworking guy, not much work experience, but I show up to work and I'm a quick learner." No, he didn't last more than two days at each of the jobs we're aware of: on cheese the, factory and the wow. turkey factory. On the application, which Saratoga's coroner shared with Care Eleven, Peterson listed his work history without mentioning the two-day stints he spent at Janio and Saputo Cheese where he was working when he spotted Jamie getting on the school bus. Among the work experience he listed, Quanix Building Products, Rice Lake, October 16th to October in 16 to January of 17. 
Marine Corps Boot Camp, San Diego, April of 17 to December of 17, and Bonham Concrete in Hayward, Wisconsin, April of 18 to November of 18. My God, was this person is this person deranged? Mm-hmm. That is truly, truly frightening. Well, thanks for bringing me back down. Uh, well, I just thought it was. No, you're right. Well, he's you're quite. Right. He was quite an optimist, and he was really underestimated at at, at some point. But wait, no, we're, you, you know what we're missing here? He this job was forty miles from his house. That's how confident he was that she would never try to leave. And there's been no. Uh, Suggestion that he drugged her in any way. I've I've seen. He nothing. built some sort of barrier uh, from which she could not crawl out from under the bed, mm-hmm. and and she was so fearful that he would be that he would attack her mm-hmm. that she ba- she would never try to get out of there. She would go as long as twelve hours under there without food, water, or a bathroom break. Oh my God! There's nothing to be learned from the complaint except what we've. The other way you could look at it, too, is that's the ultimate definition of bad luck. Yes. Bad luck. For sure. The timing is, it was the perfect storm uh, for timing. And none of us wanted to believe that this was just a random act, which it ended up being. We we all thought there had to have been some sort of I'm really ashamed of that uh, on my behalf. Guilty right here. Kenny, because I I asked those questions on the podcast. Uh, we didn't. We, could, we couldn't d- believe that it would be this random. It w- w- I was in disbelief. Yeah, yeah. we're all guilty of that. We thought that yep. she yep. knew him. I even asked the sheriff if she was a suspect. Right. Remember in one of our first conversations? Yeah, I'm absolutely ashamed. You know but you why that the is? only one. By you know the way. why that is? Because we were trying to introduce some notion of sanity to this. We were trying to find something that would make sense. We couldn't possibly we didn't believe. Accept, we yes. did not accept that this could be this impossibly random. Mm-hmm. And yet none it of us, was. None of us. And, just and I'm guilty up, as anybody. Just straight up evil. Yeah, straight up evil. And But we're so desperate as humans uh, to to connect dots and to make sense of things right. that we we went out of our way trying to come up with all kinds of reasons why this might have happened and only to have it discovered that we'll never have those reasons because there aren't any except the work of evil my god i hope the kid can recover she's got a long life ahead of her Uh, i mean can you imagine the trauma of just watching her mother's head get blown off oh my god no but what i really i I really want her as as far as a father of we all are to have the most, no- I want time to go fast now, so she can. Her teenage years are going to be difficult enough with having to go to her aunt for different things and no uncles idea. for family things for a young woman growing up, and and uh, it's to be uh, constantly reminded of this. Uh, I just want time to go. I think by. everybody wants that. Whether or not you have kids or not doesn't matter. True. I okay, that's, that's a, not as fair. I statement. think that's a collective feeling that everybody. But has. we all in this, we all own this to a certain extent because, like I said earlier, it just this happened in our own backyard. You know, Barron, Wisconsin. It's not that. Far Did Kenny from say you was embarrassed? That's where I should be. I'm embarrassed that I, I, but how desperate we were for answers. Yeah. I said, oh, maybe she was involved somehow. You right. Know? But your God mind, almighty. but your mind can't get over the thought that someone could be that random and evil because your mind works right. You know, there's no possible way somebody could be that stupid, evil, mean, uh, and just off kilter. You wanted there to be a reason yeah, for this, wasn't it? And there's not a reason in this case. Nope, not a reason.
All right. All right. Okay, let's See close out yeah. this. And now, first podcast, what do you think? In the uh, new studios? It's a, it's a very lovely facility, and we'll, we only are on a learning curve that's just begun on how to take advantage of all this equipment in here. All right. If you have any uh, emails for us, you can email Joe Reavers or Rookie. It's all at garagelogic.com. Just email us, glgoe at garagelogic.com, rookie don't, at garagelogic.com. Don't, don't email me. Don't email Kenny don't, because yeah. he will not, right. or maybe four days later, respond to your, uh, by blocking you if you email him. But you can go to garagelogic.com to find out more. We'll try to post some p- photos of the new studio and maybe uh, Facebook Live. We did a couple Facebook Live things on Facebook. Check them all out. On, uh, is that on my Facebook? Is that Garage Logic? Joe's already out of the studio. GarageLogic.com with the door open and the recording light signing and Kenny standing with this frothy beard full of popcorn and peanuts and God knows what else. GarageLogic.com. Catch you next time. Thanks.